Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Walk.se, the ongoing podcast about becoming a minimalist vagabond while trying to walk from Stockholm to Sydney. I'm in Sanderson, Texas, and uh, I'm having a rest day. Uh, actually, I've had so far three rests. It's my third rest day. And you might be able to hear why. Um, I've got a really bad head cold. <coughs> yeah, there was a cough on cue there. Uh, <coughs> so this... Uh, podcast might sound a little bit strange i'll try to uh, sound as uh, as good as possible uh, but there might be a bit of coughing and a bit of interruption in here and I'll, I'll probably be a little bit shorter than than normal but i'll get you up to date and let you know what's happening and what's going to happen in the future now charlie and i we left camp wood uh we're heading towards bracketville and uh <coughs> we were pretty much sure that we wouldn't make it all the way in one day and we were planning to camp somewhere along the road and it was a pretty long hot day and we had some problems with the water actually had one of the big cooler actually uh, leaked a bit of water i hadn't put the lid on properly but we we're doing all right and we had enough water to get by to get into bracketville and uh, later that afternoon uh, casey who'd been our host in in campwood uh, came out on his motorcycle to check that we were doing okay and he was quite amazed uh, to at the distance we had made it already and it was all pretty interesting to see him in his uh, in his motorcycle colors later that night or evening as we were starting to look for a suitable campsite a car pulled up alongside and asked us if we were okay and if we needed any water or anything and it was anita and we explained what we were doing and that we were okay uh, but as always, a bit of cold water would be okay if she had some. She said she was actually going into the, the local store in Bracketville, and uh, if she saw us on the way back, she'd make sure to get some cold water for us. A short while later, a truck pulled up next to us, and it actually turned out to be Anita's husband. She'd called him and asked him to bring us some water. We talked to him for a while there on the side of the road and explained what we were doing, and it, we ended up being invited back to the Kennedys, to their home to camp next to their house it's probably just another example of the incredible hospitality that we've been experiencing here in texas in fact that i've been experiencing in, in all of the usa actually so instead of eating packaged food and camping next to the road which was what we were expecting to do we spent the evening eating pizza drinking beer and tequila and having a great evening with our hosts even uh, I tried to play a bit of guitar and uh, we had a bit of a sing-along. A really, really great evening. And the next day, Sunday, we were back on the road and we made it into Bracketville where we spent the afternoon having lunch and watching the World Cup final on my MacBook Air. <coughs> we were at the local subway and let's just say the Wi-Fi connection was not really great. But we could at least see what was happening, sort of, anyway. I'm not really surprised at the result. I've been tipping Germany to win more or less from the beginning, so it was more or less as expected. After lunch, we continued along the highway towards Del Rio, and about 45 kilometers from Del Rio, 
It was starting to get dark and uh, although we'd been looking, we hadn't really seen any good places to camp. So we decided to try our luck under a bridge. It was okay, but there was a fair bit of noise from the road during the night. And, uh, and once again, I heard a wild hog sniffing around outside the tent. But luckily this time it was on the other side of the fence. But he stayed around for a while, sniffing and snorting and making a fair bit of noise. We had a long, hot walk into Del Rio on Monday, <coughs> but we knew that we were going, heading towards a couch surfing host and we would have a place to stay, which always makes things a bit easier. We had a late lunch at a Thai restaurant before we finally managed to reach Greg, our host. Oh, and as always, we repaired the air emu a few times. We've been repairing it at least twice a day, and uh, it was uh, through its wheels a couple of times during the last day. But this, it did finally make it to Del Rio, just after a lot of help and a lot of duct tape. But that was going to be the end point for Charlie's walk with me, so, well, that was enough. Greg was a great host, and before long he'd offered to take us shooting on his ranch outside of Del Rio. And as we were in Texas, it seemed to be the right thing to do. We went out there in his truck and we had a, he brought along a shotgun and an M4 rifle and a 45 caliber automatic handgun and we played around shooting them and generally just had some fun. And then it was back to Del Rio to enjoy some homemade chili and we were definitely in Texas. We'd planned all along to visit Mexico the next day if it was possible and we did a short crossing into the border town to have a look around and get some lunch. It was pretty dead, not a lot of things happening. It seemed that all the so-called problems lately uh, around the border has affected the amount of people visiting, and a lot of bars and restaurants were boarded over. Getting into Mexico was no problem at all, but getting back to the USA was not quite as easy. We had actually stopped at the USA border to make sure we had all the right papers and everything was okay before we went into Mexico, and we explained what we were doing. Despite that, it took a long time to get back in and we had to answer some really strange questions about why we had visited Mexico. It seems that the concept of never having been there and wanting to take the chance to visit never visit seemed to be completely foreign to them. Nevertheless, after a bit of a talk and mucking around, we were eventually allowed to return. Greg picked us up at the border and after a short rest we all went to a real Texas barbecue. Which was okay, and the Texas barbecue were nice, but, you know, I'd prefer to have a real Aussie one any day. On Wednesday, it was time for Charlie to return to Austin, and in the end, we, or rather he, hired a car to get there. It was the easiest and strangely cheapest way in the end. I drove and we covered the distance back to Austin, a distance that had taken us 14 days to walk in just four hours. We met Palmer, who, was Char who Charlie was going to stay with before his flight the next morning, and I headed back. Driving back, especially motoring along the same roads that we walked, I was acutely aware of how boring the landscape sipping by outside the window was. The strange thing was that it was not as boring when you are walking. It must be because you have the time to see all the variations and differences when you walk, whereas when you speed by in a car, it all blurs into a big sameness. It had never struck me as much before that paying even more attention to something that appears dull and boring can bring out all the detail and differences that are there, bringing out a whole new perspective and adding new insight. I got back to Del Rio late that evening and prepared to move on the next day. I had been having a bit of problem with a cough and a sore throat, 
but I still wanted to get going to get some kilometres done. Next morning I said goodbye to Greg, who had been a perfect host, and with a slight headache and a sore throat, headed west again. It was a long day's walking, actually crossing the Picos River and moving into the real Wild West. I talked to some of the border guards along the way, both when crossing a control and when they stopped to check me along the road. They were all really kind and helpful, and before long they were all waving to me as they passed me during the next few days. In fact, a couple of times they stopped to give me cold water and make sure I was okay. I reached Comstock the first night and stopped at the motel there. Spent a night coughing and turning and, heading, and headed towards Langtree the next day. <coughs> Yet another long hot day and when I arrived in Langtree the motel store was closed. I was lucky that two other guests or workers happened to be there and could give me a room that I could pay for in the morning. Another hour of sleep this night followed and after some breakfast I headed out having learned that my next planned stop, Dryden, was going to be closed on Sunday when I got there. I spent Saturday walking Highway 90, feeling spent and trying to eat. I had no appetite, especially for the food I had with me, and my so-called go-to emergency food, peanut butter, was especially repugnant in the heat. I had no problems with hydrations, though. I was drinking plenty of water and had ample supplies with me and was also taking electrolyte pills, which was just as well because after a day of walking, my shirt was white with salt deposits. I camped beside the road and spent a restless night in the tent, coughing and being slightly feverish. I reached Dryden on Sunday around 1pm and as I had been warned, the store was closed. No problem, I had everything I needed, so I lay down in the shade of the store for a short siesta before continuing. An hour or so later, a truck pulled up behind the store and a man came round and asked me if I needed anything. I'd love to be able to buy some ice, I said. No problem, he said, I'll just open up. Great, I was able to get ice, a cold drink and a Snickers bar, which was about the only thing I could force myself to eat at the moment. The cold water is so much nicer on a hot day and I continued on in good spirits. I thought I could make it into Sanderson by late evening if all went well, even though that would be a long walk. But with a new stash of ice water, anything was possible. As the afternoon progressed, I got more and more tired. I just didn't have any reserves. The lack of sleep and the lack of food was really starting to get to me. I had thought that a few days on the road in the open air would help me with the cold, but I was actually sicker than ever. I decided to try to force myself to make Sanderson and then I was going to have a rest day. I was glad I had the hydration issue under control though. That is so important out in the heat, but that was working out just fine. As the sun was setting, the sheriff pulled up beside me and asked me how I was doing if I wanted to ride into Sanderson. How far to go, I asked. About three miles, he said. I'll walk it, I said. Turned out to be a long three miles and I was totally wrecked by the time I reached the budget in in Sanderson. The owner there was super kind and even cooked me an Indian meal so I could get some food into me before I crashed into oblivion on my bed. (coughs) I've been here for three days now, trying to recover from my cold, and I hope I'm finally getting slightly better. I haven't done much, (laughs) not that there's much of anything to do in Sanderson, I've then short forays out of my room to find food. Haven't even had the energy to write much. This is the first time I've been really sick on the walk, which is not bad, but I hope it's the last. I hope to get started tomorrow, Thursday again. 
It's a two-day walk from here to Marathon and then a long day's walk to Alpine. It'll be very interesting to see how I cope with that tomorrow. For now, I'm going to get this published and then try to get some more rest. You know that I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts on my walk. One that I listened to just recently was an old favourite, Sen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. It's a book I first read in the early 80s and I've read several times after that, but I think the last time might have been sometime in the late 90s. A lot's happened since then and I've worked both as a creative and a teacher. Both experiences have helped me relate even more to the contents of the book. It's a great book and it's interesting to see how the core concepts in the book are becoming more and more popular in a lot of modern writing. The concepts of quality and awareness are easy to see in the discussions of flow and awareness, of living purposefully and even minimalism that are more and more common these days. So I'd really recommend it read or listen. The landscape around me during the last few days has inspired me to download another classic to listen to as well. June. It's a while since I read it and I hope it's going to be as good as I remember. And I'll start listening tomorrow and I'll let you know. Anyway, that'll have to be the end. But as always, just remember that the important thing is to keep walking. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.